Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Okay, I'm really excited about this because just been told before we come on, this is your first podcast. So I'm honored that you chose to come on to this one. Um, I'm Jay, as people probably already know, and we have Leah here too. And Shannon, would you like to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about you? Yeah, hi, I'm Shannon. Um, I'm a mum and I'm a card reader. And I also do work with children on their mental health and emotional well-being. Amazing, I love that. Right, Leo, do you want to spin the wheel and let's see what we're talking about? It always makes me nervous and I always get in my own head and think I've got nothing to say on the subject and then I just don't be quiet. So it's absolute rubbish, but yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, so we have social conditioning. Okay, interesting. Oh, I love talking about things that most people maybe wouldn't even think about because it's just interesting. So yeah, social conditioning for me, I guess... For a while, unless you look into it, you don't actually realise the amount of social conditioning you actually have on on lots of levels, like on your own level. Like I had lots of social conditioning around what being a man was and Mm. being a father and that kind of stuff. So in my head, I was like, if I don't watch football and read the newspaper, then I'm not a man. And I don't know where that came from. Obviously, Mm. it's around, but it's absolutely not true. But yeah, what's your take on social conditioning? I think it it is quite a um, tricky one, isn't it? Because when it comes, like you mentioned that, like you can mention it to people, and they'll be like, "Well, that's a load of rubbish." Like, how, like, what does that even mean? Because they're so conditioned that they don't see that there's an issue with that. Like, they they can't see that there is actually a grey area. Like black is black and white is white. There's no gray area in anything because they're so conditioned, I guess. So I feel like it is quite a difficult one to for people to really open their eyes to different ways of seeing things. Like like what we were talking about before the recording, Shannon on like with what we do in our like card readings and things like that. Mm-hmm. People like they're so conditioned and actually they. It's 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 nonsense. It's or it's it's evil. I've had some things say like you know yeah, and so, and they, all a bit woo woo. <laughs> yeah, and woo woo, and that's a, that a terminology in itself. I don't like it. That, that that's one of my uh, no. But until you actually open yourself up to exploring new ideas, that's when you actually see okay, then actually all this, this stuff that I've believed for my whole life is actually maybe not quite as true as the people around me are having me believe. Mm, that's interesting. Jenna, what, what, what's your take on social conditioning? Um, I mean, I guess it is, everybody is conditioned in some way just by default because that is, it is you're born, you grow up, so it's tradition, it's it's your life and your environment, everything impacts, it makes you conditioned one way or another. Um, I feel like it's interesting because as you said, we don't always know that we are, we don't, we're not aware of it, it's not something we're aware of. Um, and I think I kind of I started to look at it, I um when I was at uni, I was doing a social work degree, and we like we kind of touched upon these things just in terms of making non-judgmental kind of approaches to things and understanding conditioning and things like that. Um, But when the pandemic started, I really feel like that lifted the lid a lot on on social conditioning. We could kind of see Mm. how everybody's operating, where everybody's mindsets are, everybody, it kind of, it brought it to the surface a little bit, something that we we maybe aren't aware of, like you said, unless you purposely look at it. and I don't, well, when I took my kids, so we all took our kids out of school because um, of the lockdowns, but I actually kept mine for a year. I took them out of school completely. They're now back in the school, but I homeschooled yeah. for a year. And even then I just feel like I was just very aware of then another branch of social conditioning in terms of we send our kids to school because this is what we do. Da, 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 da. And I feel like there's lots of branches to it. Mm. And unless you're looking at it for a specific reason or just very aware of social conditioning, you're interested in it 
it's something I think that just maybe goes unnoticed or yeah that's interesting you said that obviously before um COVID came around we was already home educating we've been home educating for about four years and and you do see oh, wow. things that you're conditioned to there it's like when we took our son out of school um yeah we very much were in the conditioning well Leah was in the conditioning and she could never teach you because you weren't a teacher yeah and I was in the conditioning of we need to do academic stuff like yeah. school. and actually settling into it you've realized you don't need to be a teacher and I've realized we don't need to do academic stuff because Jaden learns my son all the time and he's yeah. so wise it's like we don't sit and do academic lessons of like maths but he sat and done my taxes in his head he could take percent yeah. off some random number that my wife just made up in his yeah. head and we and Leah was there with the calculator like whoa so it's, it just proves it you don't need but so many people I speak to so many people and they send their kids to school and they have this these stories let's just say in the head of why or this mm. is what you're meant to do mm. but when you break away yeah it's fine if people want to send their kids to school that's absolutely mm. fine our son just didn't fit in school Jaden's a yeah. very special young man he's an empath he actually reads cards with Leah as well yeah he does some lives with with his mom so he's he, and it's so nice to actually be able to take away the social conditioning from him that actually he can just be Jaden and he yeah. can actually just like what he likes and it, it doesn't matter what other people think but there's a great story that that comes to mind of social conditioning it's like we just do these things we don't know why but we just keep doing them and, and the example is there was there was a person um a lady cooking some lamb and she she cut the end off and her husband said to her what did you do that for and then she said because my mum used to do it so he's like well ask your mum why she did it so she asked her mum, and her mum was like i don't know i just cut the end off which is just what i did and then she's like my mum used to do it so they're like okay let's ask your mum. let's ask grandma why she used to do that and then the grandma said well because our ovens were smaller back then wow do you know what i mean it just brings to light doesn't it in such a simple yeah. way that we it's like parenting you sometimes tend to follow what yeah. your parents did without even thinking do i agree with this yeah so unless you question things it's absolutely mental some of the things that I used to believe and and, mm. and we and we get most of our belief by the age of eight so you yeah think, you think how much social conditioning goes on and you're right there's so many different branches to it I think that's why like for us like because the biggest culprit on in in my opinion on the social conditioning is like the news mm. and like the newspapers and things like mm -hmm. that and I think like for all we kind of had that awakening to it didn't we and found like why are we always so down and seeing the negative and everything this isn't who we are mm. we realized it's because that's all our brains are taking on from the stories whether it's on social media the news the newspapers there's never any or very rarely should i say any like light-hearted good news stories it's all like doom and gloom isn't it so once we took ourselves away from those sort of um avenues and things like that we started to really notice changes in how we saw things didn't we because we stepped away from that but like you said like with um parenting and things like that it's very difficult to when you be you believe that that's the way to do it it's very difficult isn't it to uns unlearn i'd say those it's habits isn't it and you know it doesn't take mm. to create a habit so when so to them actually go inwards i think that's where the difficulty comes in to break in the condition as well isn't it because it's difficult to really look within you and almost i don't know if judgment is the right word but like you know like put that on yourself and question yourself on what you're doing. Mm. I guess it falls back for me being around the right people, because if you're around the right people, the conversation is totally different and mm. then you want each other to win. So the question is different. But do you both agree that maybe on social conditioning, it's self-awareness that actually opens your eyes to that? I don't know. What do you two 
think of. Yeah, so I was just going when Leah said awakening, I think that's very key for myself personally anyway, and just in general, I feel that when you have some kind of awakening, you start to see things from a different or higher perspective. And that's when you can see a contrast. And I think mm. when people refer, like, refer to the matrix, I more or less think that's probably social conditioning in itself in a word. And you can, you can just, cause you can see it and you can feel it. You can feel there's a, you can see the contrast, but I think without the awakening or the spiritual perspective or however you want to kind of look at it, it, you can't, you can't come, there's no gap for you to look at it. Does that make sense? You can't, you can't see it cause you're in it. So yeah, definitely awareness or awakening or just that. Yeah, definitely. There's something within that. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really amazing to think about in that way. I think sometimes when you start to learn the things that are good for you, you have that awakening or you, you get hold of that inner critic and you start reframing things. It's sometimes people say, how'd you do that? And you don't really know because you do. <laughs> I get asked really that all nice. the time. Do that. Yeah. So it's really nice to stop and think about how we kind of did that. So a visual there that, that, that people do is step back step mm. back from the situation you're in and take a look because I like I like to be like a child and question everything because we all know as parents we get the why question why 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 and actually we shouldn't take that out of them however annoying it is because they're just questioning life and that's an amazing thing to do because a lot of things I find especially working with children parents want to pull out of their children are things that actually we need to guide them to have but yeah. um just nurture it a little bit. Like with our son, he's very intuitive as well. And I don't want him to lose that. But yeah. They just need guiding. I like to guide my son. I don't like to tell him exactly what he shouldn't, shouldn't do because mm. actually I don't think that served me being told what to do because at 38 years old, about three or four years ago, I only learned most of this stuff. Whereas that's why my passion is teaching this to children because mm. actually, how powerful would we all be sitting here now if we'd have got some of this stuff that I'm assuming you're putting into your boys? Do yeah. You know, if we'd have had that back then, yeah. I guess people say to me, but if you didn't have the life you had, you wouldn't be where you are now. But I like to say, but what if I had the skills and had the life I had? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's actually quite powerful how much stuff I've learned. And recently I'm going into the spirituality stuff. So... I've been getting some messages and that kind of stuff. And that was scary in the beginning, probably because of social conditioning of what people say. And yeah. As, yeah, and as Leah said, the woo-woo, fine, you want to put a label on what you do and put it there, that's fantastic. I think it's too special, that gift. That mm. gift is too special to put that label on it. And I think intuition, whether you're spiritual or not, is actually a key that everybody has and everyone yeah. can use in their life because I work with my clients intuitively. So, yeah. and actually just listening to that little voice, the quiet one that the, the inner critic always overtalks. If you can listen to that, I think that really serves you. What, what do you think about? I think like what you're saying there, it goes back to a later point that you said um, just a minute ago as well about that stepping back. Mm. And that is where the intuition comes in because mm. like when I first, got onto the personal development journey. Obviously I started a little while after you, didn't I? Um, but there was something that came to mind when you said that. And one of the exercises that I had to do in like what I was doing, it was that putting yourself into a situation that really triggers you. And then imagine yourself stepping back, but then step back again. Mm. because you're only stepping back to then see the other person's side of it whereas if you step back again you're then the third party mm. got no connection to it whatsoever and so you can see the whole picture rather than just one side or the other and I think that is like is very much on the intuition because you're taking everything out of it you're not going it's not on the subconscious level it's not mm. on the inner critic or the logical level it's just that knowing and the, you can't really explain mm. that do you know mm. I think that's what intuition is for me anyway I don't know if that like what what you think yeah like, and I, I resonate with everything you're saying I pretty much kind of think of it in terms of like when you're saying the louder voice and the quiet voice I I sometimes see it especially with tarot you've got certain things that mean certain things but your ego and your higher self 
And I think the more inner work that you do, you can kind of gain control over the ego and the higher self has room to be and grow and be louder. So your intuition is just kind of you following your higher self, is you in your highest, in your highest self, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way you just describe it. I love that. Even though we know this stuff, we describe it our way. When you hear someone else say it, something <laughs> resonates more. And I'm starting to trust my intuition because I've started doing a, through May, I'm, I'm joining a lovely coach um, at five, six o'clock in the morning to six or five, doing some meditation, giving myself some space. Yeah. To me, as parents, sometimes we're not very good at the self-care because oh. we, we, we will, again, probably social conditioning taught that self-care is selfish. But actually, what do they say to you on an airplane? You put the mask on yourself first. You can't help anyone unless you give to you. So that's probably another one. But I, I've been connecting through meditations and getting messages. And I guess that social conditioning, that if you start saying, oh, I, I got this message from spirit that you're a bit crazy. So yeah. you don't really, unless you're around the right people, want to share that because you're like, well, but I'm starting to trust that. And I think that's bringing a new level to my coaching. And actually, I, I gave a message to one of the ladies on the call the other day, and she actually resonated with it. And I was like, whoa, actually, right, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it gave yeah. me the confidence. It's to trusting. Yeah, it gave yeah. me the confidence. And I guess if you don't push yourself out of your comfort zone and do that, and I guess there's the right people to do that with, because if people are skeptical of it and don't believe, that's fine, and mm. they're not going to push it on you. But actually, learning from, from my wife to trust my intuition really helps me to coach better and trust myself so i guess mm. it leans into social conditioning intuition then leans into trusting yourself because you mm. can't trust i'm guessing when you're doing these cards what you're getting because i know sometimes leah when she gets a new cards, she's tempted to see what the book says because she wants to she wants to check what she's getting and it's like mm. you're right leah trust you mm. so i guess it it comes into a lot of categories doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah social conditioning it does like it you allow it it really does just take hold of it's your life isn't it you know every avenue whatever way you look at it there is some form of like you said at the beginning there anyway shannon it is pretty much inbuilt in you Mm. and that's where again it's 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 a journey isn't it and the people that have had like like i said that awakening you have that that aha moment Mm. once you've had that moment you just you don't want to stop and it's like it's like like you're walking through it sounds crazy and we say that but it's like you're walking through life like seeing just black and white and then you have this aha moment and everything's in color and you know that kind of and you get that thirst for Mm. learning and just digging deeper on everything that then stop like questioning everything don't you mm. I think that questioning everything as well the more that you do it you kind of dissolve the layers of the conditioning and get then to you or your higher self or, or your authentic self mm-hmm. and then you live authentically which I think is the contrast to living so well conditioned mm. so you kind of, it's like a journey well they say that don't they anyway spiritually it's like a journey to finding yourself and you do it through meditation and things like that yeah. but I think when you arrive there that then you can live authentically and you've almost done the work of undoing the conditioning mm-hmm. I guess as best you can yeah so yeah I guess whoever or which one of us in life goes does the journey and goes deeper you probably unravel most of the social conditioning that you've had but if you don't you more or less just stay with it maybe it's peeling it's kind of back like the um one of, one of the things like peeling back the layers of an onion isn't it it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and then eventually mm. you get to that core being and that's when you know that actually you are back to your mm. true form of what we are actually if this is turned into like a spiritual yeah. <laughs> I, told you I, I told you I love the rainbow of the conversation uh, fantastic it, does, it gets you back to that core what you yeah are. and you feel good then Mm. You, you feel at your best I know for myself like I feel absolutely at my best when I'm just where I've come to and I feel like it is it's I love I'm getting rid of those all those levels of well conditioning yeah that we kind of all live with mm-hmm. they unaware of I, I love all this there's so much wisdom in here and I love <laughs> to edit them and listen back because I learned so much so it's absolutely fantastic to connect with new people and 
learn stuff because that's what we're here for. If you think back, okay, my, my, my spirit guide is a Native American big guy. So, so we lived in tribes. We're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to do it together. And that's where these conversations are so powerful for us on this call, but also for the people listening, because actually it's just letting you question things and actually see things from a different point of view. And this is why I love to have different people on because we all say things and do things in a different way. And that mm. resonates. It's like, I guess you and Leah do intuitive tarot reading, but the people that go to Leah may not go to you and vice versa, because you do it your way and you yeah. do it probably so differently but yeah it's just under the same umbrella yeah intuitive reading or whatever isn't it you know it's that umbrella term and i think that as well you've got to accept that actually that's okay it doesn't Mm. have to be one size fits all it is that like wide aspect of everything like you know not um everybody with um, arthritis or diabetes or anything like that are are the same just because it's that name of a condition, mm. it doesn't mean that what works for you works for other people. And that's what we need to understand because I feel like you get so wrapped up in giving advice and but <coughs> on like parenting on how to like go for a job interview. It doesn't matter what it is and it doesn't work for you. So then you then take that into yourself and start, oh, it must be me then because x y and z have said that this is going to work but it hasn't because you've not mm. found what actually works for you and i think that's where we need to actually like, open our eyes to as well isn't it that actually just find what works for you mm. no that's powerful because i say that with all, all of my clients i i don't even the young children, I give them options and they find what works best for them. And I think we know what's best for us. We just don't trust ourselves. Yeah. And also, I think um, it's like, it's like say, say two people have been through the exact same thing. They're going to dealt with it in different ways. So that mm. it's, it's a bit like the one size fits all approach to, to, to generally a lot of things in life. It doesn't work. It's like, I guess if you've, I, I used to suffer with, crippling anxiety and actually I didn't want to do the way that everyone else did and go to the doctors and get tablets I wanted to find a different way and that's where I got into life coaching for Mm. myself and then I thought wow there's so much good stuff here I need to share it but actually that doesn't mean the people that do go down the route of time are wrong it's just we can do it in different ways and I think you you if you're not doing it the same way then you're wrong or yeah it just makes you feel rubbish about yourself but I'm guessing we're all unique for a reason here and we've all got different gifts and different things to share so it would be boring if we did everything exactly the same wouldn't it but yeah i i'm i don't know i'm i'm loving this conversation it's absolutely amazing i don't i don't know like on on like getting how do people start if we could think about this this might be good to help them how do they start to recognize or step back from this and like look and and kind of see the wood for the trees. Do you know what I mean? On social conditioning or anything we're talking about here, really. Well, for me, if anyone listening to this has got got this far into it, then they've already opened their eyes. They've already made that step. So Mm. it's like a round of applause to you because you took that first step to stepping away from the social conditioning. Would you mean like listening to and, this podcast? Yeah, 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 sorry, listening to this podcast. Mm. And like, you know, we've been recording now for what, maybe 20 minutes or so. So if you're still listening to at this point, then, then it's obviously making sense to you. Mm. And it's really just continue <coughs> questioning and like, if anything has sparked what we've said, then look into that further. Mm. I think sometimes as well, even if things don't make sense to you, you just keep at it because you know there's something there. Because I've read certain books and I'm like, this doesn't sit, it doesn't make sense. So then I'll find another one and I'll read that. So I guess if you're listening to this and you think on earth are they all talking about this, make no sense whatsoever. Reach out, we'd love to chat. I'm sure anyone mm. would love to chat to you. But actually, yeah, just, just I think you said something amazing. There. Question everything. And I love Shannon's bit. Step back. I do that with parenting. I teach the parents this 
this phrase to step back and go back down from your emotional range and logic of, am I trying to help my child or I hurt them? I think so. <clears throat> it's the same with social conditioning. You could maybe ask yourself, is this true? Do I agree? Do you know mm. what I mean? Do I agree mm. with this? So someone's just told me this. Do I agree? No, mm. I don't agree. Okay. Then let's, do you know what I mean? Because we don't ask ourselves, do we agree? It's like Mrs. So-and-so down the road did it this way. So we've got to do it that way or we're wrong. And I think you used to do that with your tarot. Mm -hmm. I don't read the same way as other people. So I'm doing it wrong. And it's like, well, no, you're doing it your way. My catchphrase is I like to do things the J way. And mm. I want everyone else to do things their way. And that's what it should be like. And we shouldn't be judging people and telling them they're wrong or because we're not them. Do you know what I mean? We're not, you're not the other person. Yeah, you can say, this is my journey and this what worked for me. And I think that's really powerful. But then we can't get offended if people don't do it the way we did it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I just find... It's like what Shannon said, isn't it? It's like losing the ego. I think that's a key thing there as well, isn't it? Once you are able to lose that ego, you're, then, you're not in that. But you're not doing it the way I told you, so you're doing mm. it wrong. I think being a man, I think men are worse with the ego. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at admitting my faults and where I, because that's where you grow. If you can't have self-awareness to see. So I'm not in my ego anymore, but I can recognize if I go into my ego. So maybe it's not even about, first of all, losing it, because that might be a really big mm -hmm. thing. It's recognizing, am I in my ego? Mm -hmm. And then maybe then stepping back and asking yourself some questions. So I think it's really about just creating this habit of creating space because everyone's so busy and they tell themselves the story of I have no time. And I do get that at times, things can get, but it's just a story because whoever invented time, it's just something someone invented. It's not mm. actually, is it real? I don't know. Let's, do you know what I mean? Question everything. It's, it's, you've got enough time for whatever you need to be doing. And I guess something obviously drew people to listen to this episode. So hopefully people are gonna get what we're talking about. So I, 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 love, I love this, this is amazing. Yeah. I do, um, when we were just talking about like what people, how they can, what they can, mm. if they're questioning things, I think a really important thing for me was to spend time by myself, like a lot of time by myself, because I used to hate that. And I used to go out and be around people, but that's because I couldn't be on my own. And then the, almost like sort of the, as the journey progresses, it's like the universe forced me in just different ways to be on my own and through different situations. And you recognize, hang on, that was quite toxic friendship or that was a toxic relationship or that was a toxic job. And you start to look at things and then you're on your own and then you really can look at like, and that's how the sign of all the questioning can come about because you, you, you're forced to see like, are these my thoughts? Are they their thoughts? Where did I, why am I doing this? And when, especially when you're, yeah, you're making, then you start making different choices, I think. But definitely, I think if anybody's like wondering, you have to spend time on your own, especially if you don't like it. You just almost have to, and you have to question that. Why don't you like being mm. on your own? What makes you feel uncomfortable? What's, what is the problem of being on your own? Because I think a lot of people do have that tendency. And this, I think, is where social media comes in, because even if we're sat on our own, are we still engaged in other people's world because we're on our phone? So I think massively for me anyway, to form my own judgments and find myself as a person was spend the time on your own, even if you hate it, because then you grow to love it. And it's okay. That's putting yourself out of your comfort zone. I think that's an amazing point. Yeah, being on your own, I guess some people are fearful, I don't know if that's the right word, because of their thoughts. And mm. actually, half of your thoughts, I think it's something like 99% of your thoughts are not even true. So that's yeah. another thing to question. Is this thought true? Because yeah. sometimes you think some random things and you're like, whoa, I'm a bad person. Actually, your thoughts are not even true. And, and, and if anybody's interested in about the brain, I, I have a group, if they go onto my Instagram, they can join my group on Facebook for parents. And actually I talk about parenting with a brain in mind and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. When you learn this stuff, you think, talking about the brain, why am I not taught about my brain? Why am I not taught at, when I got into this journey that my thoughts are not mine or I don't have to attach a feeling to my thought. I can mm. just observe it. Because we, we get a thought, we attach a feeling, and the next minute there's a behavior and action. You don't have to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's but almost automatic, it. isn't it? It's like, it just happens automatically. You mm. don't even realize. It's funny, is it, that you can be sat like outside the car and people walking past and yeah. you see somebody like, oh yeah, that outfit, and she's like, 
And then the next minute, you've just created, like, you spent 10 minutes creating a story about this person that's just walked down the road in an outfit that she probably hasn't even thought about what she put on that day. She just mm. threw it on. And it's, it's funny, isn't it, how, like, like, like you say, how the brain works. So it's once you get a hold of that, and I think, like, what you was just saying there about really sitting mm. and questioning why you feel so uncomfortable just being on your own or things like that. That's where journaling mm. really helped and like just putting those thoughts and feelings onto paper and reading it back to because then that's when you really understand where that's come from. Because I used to really hate that saying, you know, with I used to hate meditation, anything like that. I just thought, what is the point? I don't get it. I was so like my mental health was so bad. And it almost used to irritate me, like, well, what's it? I just don't get it. I tried it, yeah. didn't want it. And you know that phrase, what is it like, the answers are within you? That used to absolutely send me crazy. But I think what we were just saying there about sitting with yourself, questioning things, questioning the discomfort, leaning into it, journaling. I think that that's what it is. It's like the answers are within you because you journal. Do you know what I mean? And it's like doing that process of journaling and understanding yourself. I think that that's what that, or that gives meaning to that thing for me. And that's been mm. a big thing to think about because I used to hate that like what do you mean the answers are within <laughs> I just I just didn't get it but I think it is it's that process of like questioning your things that like we were just saying about questioning everything and then putting it like journaling it and then understanding yourself because it's come from within to go on the paper yeah. Mm. Yeah. no I think it's powerful I think as well that leads back to social conditioning because we're always taught the answers are outside Ask yeah. the other people like this yeah. advice culture and I'm not yeah. against giving advice I don't personally give advice because people don't listen and throw it back at you, but that's just my view. But I like to give information and you either take that or you leave it. But I think mm. journaling is powerful. I tend not to journal. I have been at the moment because I'm part of a group, but mm. I like to do videos and then I'll, mm. I'll just talk to the video and then I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, that's so that's powerful. Yeah. Also being a life coach, speaking to a coach or yeah. even a friend, someone that's going to hold space for you. So they're not going to sit there with a loaded thought ready to talk back at you. They're just going to hold space. And I think we don't realise how powerful that is. And that's what you're doing by journaling. That journal is holding space for you. Yeah. It can't talk back at you. It can't say, well, do this. Or did you try this? Or I thought it was supposed to be positive. It just listens. It takes it in. And I think I think the, the, the reason journaling is so powerful because writing stuff down, it really goes in, doesn't it? And you can read it back. But yeah, I agree with you. Journaling is powerful. I like to do it through video and there's lots of different ways to do it. Yeah, loads of ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking here, we've, we've kind of come a circle, but I think we've, we've hit the first point that people need to do to actually start this journey. Spend time alone. I think you hit it on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah hit it on the head, get comfortable with you because then you'll notice all the things. I think to try and sit there and notice what the social conditioning is around mm -hmm. you might be too much. But actually, just have a five-minute walk on your own. Just just yeah. spend five minutes on your own. And I get sometimes, especially being a parent, that can be hard. But actually, even if it's in the toilet, just take five minutes for yourself. Yeah. So I think you hit a really powerful point there. And that just stuck to me that actually, we're talking about all this other stuff. But step one is probably just being alone and realizing you do have the answers inside yourself. Some people need someone else to evoke yeah. that, that stuff out of them. And that's okay. You yeah. can get a coach. You can speak to someone to help you to, to do that, especially if you don't like sitting on your own. That's, that's fine. But there are people out there that can support you. But I, I definitely love that bit of information you've said about start by just being on your own. Mm. Yeah, because I think then you can find, oh, actually, I like that. But do you do you do you get time to do that if you're doing other things, mm. or you can think actually I don't even like that. I just do that because of this. And you can notice when you spend well for me anyway. When I spend time on my own, I can then feel and I can pick up different things when I'm around certain people. So it helps you to 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 sort of see that actually they don't make me feel great when I spend time with them, or that person really uplifts me and they're really positive. And you, you could, the more you spend time alone reflecting on things. You, you get that chance to really understand. And then it goes back to what we were just saying about the questioning things and understanding yourself and just being aware of things. Yeah, I think it all ties in. I love that. No, I, like, I agree with you because I used to think like 
when my son got into crystals, I really learned about energy because the crystals have the energy, don't they? Mm. And he taught us loads of stuff about that. He's really passionate, isn't he, about it? I love that he does that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so when I started to learn about that, then I realized the energy around people. And some people might, I describe it as some people might know energy as, as atmosphere. Like if you yeah. walk in a room and someone's had an argument, you can feel it, can't you? Yeah. You can feel yeah. that atmosphere. People probably know it more as that. But it's energy, isn't it? So it, it's really powerful, like you say, to step back and go, okay, that person doesn't make me feel great, but that person does. And it's not that we're saying you don't go around those people, because then people might be your family. You may have yeah, to yeah. access work. You, you can't just say, I'm not going yeah. around anybody that has that <laughs> energy. That, that probably isn't going to work. But you can start to limit, can't you? And say, yeah. okay, or, or actually I've, I'm going to be around that person. So actually, I need to do some extra self-care yeah. or whatever people are into. Some people use a bit of selenite to clear their energy. Some people you like to sage, don't you? Yeah. But, but yeah. if you're not into that stuff, because that seems a bit out there, just simply, I guess, changing your clothes as well, because your clothes, I found this out, have memories. So it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Like sometimes you'll go to sleep. And you'll get up and then you'll think, oh, I still feel rubbish. But it's because your clothes hold memories. And people probably think I've lost the plot here. But actually, I read that somewhere and I thought, that's so true. Because when you get up in the morning and you change your clothes and you have a wash and you wash it all away, you feel really good about yourself, don't you? Because, yeah, yeah no, I just, find, I just find out random facts. I'm just a random kind of guy. But, yeah, I just love that. I think that the clothes thing ties in a lot with, you know, that Feng Shui and they say certain things. I was reading about the other day, but okay. things to be here and not that. And like that clothes thing, that's what it kind of reminds you of. Because it does, everything carries energy. Like literally everything. So it makes a lot of sense. No, I'm talking about Feng Shui. You, you notice that, don't you? You move one thing in your room and then everything just feels better. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I just moved one thing. What, what happened? But you yeah. notice the energy in your house yeah. just feels, yeah. It's a lot of stagnant energy, and when you understand mm. energy on that spiritual level, mm. you understand it doesn't even have to be a case of removing it from the room. It's literally even moving it an inch away from where it was is is releasing the stagnant energy from it. And it mm. sounds crazy, but even like say, just even moving that slight inch away makes it feel better. You can feel it lighter and thing and. It is a very bizarre thing for people to really get their heads around. But once you start doing that and getting that into your practice, mm. if that's what you choose to yeah. obviously, it becomes more important. It has becomes part of your self-care, I believe, um, as well as the self-care for yourself. It's the area that you're in as well. That kind of comes under that same like umbrella term for me. Yeah, I think I've noticed a lot of people that I work with, um, because I kind of make the connection with them about like your workspace, your home space, or your bed, or your just have a space. But if that's kind of you make it your own and it's nice, it's decluttered, and you put whatever you want there, that having that space to kind of clear your mind, it then helped. I think when they can then physically feel, okay, mom, I actually do feel better because my space is clear or whatever, this is organized and that's done, it helps people to carry on so even if they don't see it as energy just mm. the connection that your mind and your space are they do it is connected so i think it's always a clear mind clear clear space clear mind something like that yeah yeah and it, when they start to feel it and they feel better it encourages the, the the habit and then the habit turns into a routine and then it keeps going but it is it's all energy it just it just depends what you think about it but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's yeah. the thing isn't it if, if energy sounds too out yeah. there <laughs> Just explain, like you say, keep things tidy and, and you'll feel better. It's like, yeah. it's like, but it's like, that's the thing, isn't it? We explain it one way, but if you want to explain it another, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Whatever makes people feel good. We're not here trying to tell people, do you know what I mean? I'm, there's just things that work, aren't there? And, and, and sometimes you don't know why they work. They just work. Yeah. And actually you can't, there's no reason we can't tell you why they work. They just work. But people will probably realize when, when, when you just tidy up your space, or you, you do a bit of a spring clean and you chuck mm. out some old stuff, you just feel better, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Like you say, everything's energy, isn't it? I love, see, we really started to notice energy because we used to live in London and mm. we moved to South Wales. So we live in South Wales now in the mountains. 
Mm. So actually being around wow. the mountains and the trees and the nature and the water, mm -hmm. that's where we get our energy back. And our, our son very much so is water and near water, he gets his energy and he actually finds natural crystals just up from where wow, we live. Wow, I love so that. He has like natural quartz and it's, it's so powerful. I think you held a piece and got dizzy, didn't you? Because mm -hmm. it was so powerful. Wow. It was absolutely amazing. So yeah, I think when you come away, especially in London and realize you actually really notice the energy, how it changes, because mm -hmm. obviously where we are now, there's less people and mm -hmm. they're different people. The energy here feels nicer. But in London, everyone's rushing and, mm. and they're all in their heads and you can mm. see they're all walking along a bit like on a conveyor belt all on their phone, all doing the same thing. And you're just thinking, wow, do you know what I mean? And 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 this is the thing, people don't know what they don't know. So this mm -hmm. is what about just opening up different subjects. And yeah, if, if you find this stuff useful, amazing, go try it. Let us mm -hmm. know if it works. We'd love to know that. But if you think, oh, that's too out there, start with one small thing. That's the thing, isn't it? It's just start. Because if we get mm. in our own head, we don't start. Mm. So even if it's like like you've just said, create some space for yourself. Make a space that is feels calm. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Step yeah. outside on your own. Some people like to ground and take their shoes off. That's yeah. powerful. But if that's too out there, just step outside and breathe. We don't even yeah. breathe properly, do we? Everyone mm. breathes. But people think I'm absolutely crazy when I say that. Because they're like, of course we breathe, we'll be dead. We don't breathe properly. Yeah, that's, there's that's a lot of thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. When you learn to just, I guess it's like when your child's frustrated or you're frustrated with your child and you sigh, you go, ah, you feel better, don't you? Because yeah. you just wrote, breathed properly. So yeah. it's things people probably do, but they're not even realizing that actually they do it because they're not aware. Mm. So then they're not thinking, ah, when I feel this way, let me try that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the world, I think that is where. Personally, for me, lockdown really helped. We didn't really have much change because we kind of, kind of on our own most of the time anyway. It's the way we like it. But I think it really helped people, like you said, slow down mm. and take away that work and maybe mm. you can take away school. And you really start to, started to, yeah. You look at like the inner workings of everything, don't you? Like yeah. if I'm not an autopilot and I'm not having to do it, what is is that like what makes up your life and then you, you do you look at a lot of how did that even get there and like why am i doing that and do i want to do that it is, is unpicking it a little bit or gave people time most people to unpick it because yeah. work and, and school are two of the main things i think especially as a parent that go into your every day is what you're doing all the time so when, when most people took those two away it's like oh okay a lot of people that like we've connected with recently and as well really they came on this journey and became like they awoke to it and had that awakening and all, all the rest of it to like the social conditioning from lockdown so a lot of people although it, it was a horrible time for mm. a lot of people i think it has actually allowed a lot of people to really dig deep and see things more clearer for them. So I, I do feel like it has actually been a massive help to on on the world as well as the obviously the devastation and everything that come with it. But people are opening up to it and questioning more from that. I don't feel like a lot of people would, a lot of people would still be going on that, mm. um, the social condition thing, weren't it? And it's work, sleep, play, repeat. Mm. And that's what, like, the population, that's just what it was, weren't it? Eat, sleep, work, repeat. Now people are like, no, there's, there's something better. Mm. There's more to life than that now. So I do feel that on, like, the, the social condition and, People are awakening to it a lot more now. They, they they do seem to question, but there's still a lot more to be done. Yeah, it's definitely been a shift. Definitely mm. a shift in, in in like perspectives and in yeah, in questioning and just awareness. And I think I noticed anyway that as more and more people started to question, it's almost like people started to oh, well, you're oh, so you and and it was okay to to have these kind of thoughts because every more and more people was. 
And then there's more and more people doing there's more and more content out there or just more groups, marches. There were so many marches in London and people just coming together and just like we don't know what it is that we're questioning, but just just having that moment to kind of think. And that, I think, is the step back from the social conditioning, that 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 moment to think, actually, hang on a sec. And there's nothing wrong with the questioning because you're questioning and you're questioning and you're questioning and it's okay to question. So I think the pandemic definitely brought that along and created that that shift for people to have that that experience to do that that they might not have otherwise had. I think, yeah, it's gave, it's gave people the confidence, hasn't it? Because they actually, hold on a minute, I don't agree with this. What mm. I'm saying here, this is wrong, then I'm going to do something about yeah. it. But it only takes one person to start. Yeah. Like you say, like it's like certainly in London, thousands of people turn up. It only took one person to create mm. that post on social media. Yeah, yeah. And it's just other people are then going, actually, no, you're right. I do agree with that. Or I don't quite agree with it in that way, but I understand mm. where you're coming from. So I'm going to come along and I'm going to put my version in. So yeah. it's created a lot more conversations, hasn't it? And yeah. And that, that, thing of actually we've been living like robots for too long this social conditioning this control it's mm. for me to take the control back from me but mm. as a collective it makes it more powerful yeah it was it was like a, a, a collective awakening but in some sense it's very difficult because an awakening is not all lovely and nice so a lot of people I think it it was a difficult thing to go through the awakening side of things obviously the pandemic brought all its own difficulties in a practical sense and emotional sense but in the in the in the awakening side of things it's a hard thing for people to kind of look at and think question their life it's something it's not it's not an easy thing to do not for everybody no it's 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 not for the faint-hearted is it you know, yeah that's it yeah it's very it can be very traumatic at times. Yeah, yeah, it brings up a lot because you've just yeah. you've just got used to doing it this way. You've never questioned the narrative; it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, having to sort of like shine a light on all of it because it's not it's not always what everybody wants to do. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because people here awakening or people woke up it sounds all pleasant and lovely yeah, it? yeah. and then they get into it and they're like, "Whoa, this isn't what I signed up for." But yeah. I think. I think as well, and sometimes you, it, it's kind of people that have had trauma that they, they know it's, you know, you're going through that. But then there's people like myself who didn't feel like my life was that bad. But then when I started questioning it, I'm like, oh, but that weren't very nice. And that wasn't good. Mm, mm. You almost have like traumatized yourself to some degree. Yeah. Because you thought everything was fine. Yeah. And then you've gone, oh, actually, that wasn't fine. I shouldn't have been treated that way. And what that person did there wasn't very yeah. nice. And, and all these things that have been put on me and now I'm having to shift them, thanks for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I guess I guess if people are struggling with that, there are people out there that have been through it that, that can guide you and hold space yeah, for you. You're not on your own because I personally would say it's worth going through that, that, that yeah. dark period with yeah. the support that you need and yeah. give yourself time, you're human, and mm -hmm. everyone's gonna do it in different stages. Some people like to go all in, some people mm -hmm. do little bits, mm -hmm. I mean, until they're ready. And, 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 and it will sometimes feel like it's a never-ending cycle of this stuff coming up, where this, all this coming from. But actually, mm -hmm. no, I agree with you. To break away from social conditioning, all the things we've been talking about today is absolutely worth it. And, and like you said before, the universe has a way of getting you to rest or stop. And it did put a big pause yeah. in the world. Whether people want to believe that's the universe, God, whoever you believe in, that's absolutely fine. You can call it whatever you want, but there was definitely a pause put on to life for, for you to do whatever work you needed to do. You had the time and the choice to do that. Or not. And I think that wraps it up amazingly. And I've literally, it feels like we've been speaking like 10 minutes, but if <laughs> anybody has any last points to add to this podcast before we jump off i think the the, the key thing that is coming up for me and it's just as like what um shannon said on that you need to really just go within mm. and just be on your own and it kind of it reminds me like i can't remember who it was but there's like a, a um a quote about um people was it the gods who 
had happiness and words mm. and we put it the, it the like people are going to find it if you put it in the deep of the ocean yeah. you bury it all of that and it was put it within them because they'll they never look, look there. there exactly uh, i can't remember who it's by plato it's plato or someone like that some yeah. and it, was, it had it reminded me a bit of, of, of that because we don't look within we really don't because it's too uncomfortable mm. But it is the most rewarding thing to do once you get that. It takes strength, I think. Once you get the strength to be able to do that, which mm. takes time, it is the most rewarding thing. And I think that's what I'm really taking from this and like really to get yourself away from the status quo, so to speak. And yeah. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Shannon, do you have any last point you wanted to? Or, um, or no, nothing that we haven't said. I think it's just like find what works for you, and but doing spending time on your own that that's what's going to get you there. And I think as well for me, it was like researching, reading. I think we touched on that at the beginning. You were saying about looking into things. It's like almost following the trail, just googling something. Like I put up a post the other day, and it was just literally Google like ruminating and how does mindfulness help depression. That's just how I started. And it was once you Google something, and you're like, oh, hang on, that makes sense, and then you follow the trail and also reaching out, reaching out to like-minded people, finding people that you can connect with if you've got questions and you think, I don't get it or my my current circle doesn't, doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, just don't, don't feel like you're on your own, but don't let that put you off from going and kind of maybe breaking away or going on the journey. Um, I love that. I love what you said. And this is the thing, isn't it? Sometimes we, we don't ask questions because we feel, like you say, in our circle of friends, that's going to be a stupid question. With with us, with the people that have been there, there's no stupid questions. Oh, nothing. Just ask. Just ask. Yeah. You don't know unless you ask. What do we say to our kids? You don't mm. know unless you ask. And then mm. as you get to an adult, oh, don't ask. I'll look stupid. You're never yeah. going to look stupid with us. It's never going to be too strange, too weird, too whatever label you want to put it. We, we, we are literally here to hold space for you. I've absolutely yeah. loved this. I've absolutely loved connecting with you. And we will stay in touch because this has been an amazing conversation. And I want to have many more. So yeah, thank, thank you, you both. Me. Thank you for joining me and taking this time out. Hopefully, I love these conversations. I just go off like Tigger, filled with energy. It's just <laughs> amazing. So yeah, I love that. Thank you very much. And yeah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.